shouting at me. Hello, we're live! We're live! <laughs> Welcome to Shooting the Shit! Um, you really I'm need to get a handle on not carrying on your conversation when you press live. <laughs> I know, I know, because on Be Live, when we used to do it, it takes forever, but this one goes really quick. So, yeah, I do need to get a handle on it. Anyway, as I was just saying, my horse is shouting at me. She wants her tea. So, let's uh, get a wiggle on. Um, anyway, right, Shooting the Shit. Today, we are here to talk about. Femininity. So femininity and the workplace is the kind of brief for our conversation. This is something that, funnily enough, we've touched on in various ways in previous episodes. So we've we've done a couple of episodes on clothing, um, dressing to feel good. We've also done what is appropriate workwear for the for the workplace. And obviously those episodes kind of touched on femininity, but we've never discussed it as a subject in itself. And, and femininity is not just the clothes that you wear, it's the tone of voice that you have it's the way that you behave it's the fact of you know do you allow people to have a little cry in the meetings or are you you know do you run your office with an iron fist so there's a lot of aspects of femininity that we've never touched upon before um, and that's what we're going to look at today so Funnily enough, as if you if you're in the group, you will have seen that I put a post up today about um, some googling that I was doing and what what the uh, what the world thinks of when we say femininity in the workplace. Um, and I can't say I was surprised by the results, but I think there are definitely things that we need to talk about. So there's a lot to unpick in today's episode. So before we go any further, let's do introductions. So Joe with the Hangover, what's your name and where do you come from? Well, shall Hi. I talk quietly to you? Poor Joe. <laughs> it's okay. I've got the volume down very low. You're fine. Um, <laughs> my name is Joe. I'm originally from Leicester, but I live in Surrey. Marvellous. Uh, do you want to tell everyone why you've got a hangover? I had a very nice evening <laughs> no? with some good friends and uh, the wine just kept flowing, but it was... I the... can't remember when I laughed so much. All drank so much. It was wonderful. Yes. Like, good. I actually forgot there yeah. was COVID for a bit. It was lovely. So it's worth every minute of today's suffering. Good. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Evening and evening laughing with friends is the best medicine in the world, isn't it? Um, yeah. Terry, what's your name and where'd you come from? My name's Terry. <laughs> I'm living in Longridge currently. Well, I'm not currently in Longridge. I'm currently in my car in Manchester, but I live in Longridge. <laughs> <laughs> Marvellous. Thank you very much. And uh, Hannah, what's your name? Where'd you come from? I'm Hannah Weinhold and I am in Sheffield. Marvellous. Um, Hannah, you've got very, uh, very green earrings there. Your earrings match my jumper. Oh, yes. They're very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Coordinated hot, hot, hot takes. Hot takes. There we go. <laughs> Earring hot takes. Okay. Right. That's enough uh, frivolity for one uh, episode. Let's crack on. So, first of all, the first question I would like to ask each of you, and I will go around in the same order. Um, how feminine are you? And and if you are quite feminine, how does that femininity manifest? So, Joe, are you a girly girl? Uh, um, you know, I yes and no. <laughs> I don't know, girly girl. Yes, I like girly things, as you might define them. And I suppose yes, I like lots of the trapping trappings of being a girly girl, such as makeup, accessories, clothes, and all that. Um, so I suppose, mm -hmm. in that sense, by that defini definition, yes, I am. 
And when you were working, did you take, because I know, you you know, if, if everyone who's a regular listener will know that you were an editor at, at Mills and Boone, obviously, you know, romance, love, you were a celebrant, you know, these things that really matter to you. Did you very much take that femininity and do you still very much take that femininity with you into the workplace or do you ever kind of feel like you need to dumb it down a bit and be a bit more manly? No, I don't feel like I need to dumb it down and be more manly, um, so to speak. But uh, yeah, I always felt that I could embrace my femininity and, and, and how I express myself. And I know I talked about that a lot on the one we talked about clothing, that I use my clothing and hair and makeup to express myself. And that's part of who I am and, and how I present myself. So it's important to me. So I no, I don't feel like I've had to, at any point, try and be more masculine in the mm. traditional sense. I know we're talking very binaries, aren't we? Very, you know, but you we know. are talking very binaries. Yeah. And this is, that's something that I'm going to unpick a little bit further down the line, actually, is that there, there actually isn't this, this clear defined thing as, as we're talking about it. Now we're, we're kind of referring to the typical gender stereotypes, if you like, do you think perhaps Joe that, I mean, you, you've said before that the workplace that you're in, it was, it was quite feminine. You know, most of the people you work with were women. It was very female led. Do you think that had an impact on it? Do you think that, uh, you know, femininity was more allowed in that workspace than perhaps it would have been were you working uh, at Canary Wharf or whatever? I think, I mean, the nature of publishing in itself has got a different vibe to maybe jobs out in Canary Wharf. Um, and, yeah, I think definitely having a more female workplace did influence that. Although I would say there was in different, um, there was definitely women that I felt dressed in a more sort of power suity way that were higher up the chain. Um, that, you know, that I didn't, yeah, I didn't gel with that. I, that wasn't what I thought I needed to do, but I definitely saw it in my more junior days as, you know, oh, that's what, how senior people look. I didn't choose to adopt yeah, that. It's yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think the whole thing mm. about age is Rachel. We've got a delay, clearly. Um, <laughs> I think yeah, the whole thing about on, power... carry on though. Pick it up. <laughs> uh, I think the whole thing about power suits as well. They came in in the eighties. It was a style of dressing because in Britain, for the first time, there was a female prime minister, and it was this whole notion of women can be in power too. And in order to be powerful, you need to have shoulder pads, wide shoulders to emulate males. You needed to wear a suit to emulate males. You needed to wear trousers to emulate males, but you were allowed to wear heels and lipstick with that if you wanted. This whole notion of power dressing was was making you more masculine. Um, mm. And, you know, when we say, uh, I mean, the fact that it's called power dressing because what we were doing before wasn't powerful, like the whole notion of it is just so, so sexist. And the thing about saying, you know, are you feminine? Yeah, I'm feminine because I'm I'm female. So of course I'm feminine. Whether I wear a fucking boiler suit and a tin hat or whether I wear a floral dress and ballet pumps, either way, that's feminine because I'm female. Hmm. Yes, this is all true. Yeah. Um, Terry, you you had a little bit of a, a rant on LinkedIn uh, this morning. Didn't I you, did. About your femininity and where you come from. It was from. a so, good rant. Yeah, where do Thank you, you where do you feel that you sit in this? Because you you've said you know you're yeah. a basic bitch essentially, aren't you? I am. I'm a basic bitch. I love pumpkin spice lattes. I can quote Taylor Swift till my eyes fall out. But I'm still smart and and strong and 
it just drives me crazy. I think a lot of people, I think I said on there that they think they've seen me coming. They think they've seen me coming a mile away. And because mm-hmm. I, I am quite giddy sometimes and I say silly things and I can be a bit ditzy and, you know, I don't always present as intelligent as I am because that's just how my personality is. And that seems to make people kind of treat me stupid. I don't know. I can't explain it. Like, I I went through a phase, especially in the industry that I'm in, because I am in quite a male-dominated industry. And it does sort of drive me mad sometimes that people think I'm just a secretary or that I'm just there to, to pass messages on to Mike and Mike does all the hard work. And when the time comes that somebody does kind of cross a line, and I switch on my, well, actually, no, you know, you know, no more Mr. Nice Bucket kind of thing. She's gone now. <laughs> like, this is this is going to be, I'm going to be strong and mean to you now because you've been mean to me. And people are, like, really shocked. And they're like, oh, where's this come from? So it's always been there. I don't have to be aggressive all the time to be treated mm. with respect. You know, you should treat me with respect regardless of how I present myself and I shouldn't have to suddenly switch to being more aggressive to make you treat me in the way that I deserve to be treated does that make any sense and it kind of absolutely that makes a hundred percent sense yeah and and this is the thing it's been underestimated and I have this a lot because I am also you know I I do come across as quite ditzy and and you know I am quite clumsy and I I don't take any situation very seriously so you know if I'm at a networking meeting I will be laughing and I will be joking with people Mm. and I'll be making quips and I think because of that people will underestimate you I mean it might just be because I'm a woman I don't know but they they then people are always really surprised when I talk about the, my job always a bit like oh fucking hell look she she knows stuff yeah <laughs> good didn't She's just get it by accident you know <laughs> I do actually know how to do my job as well I mean we've had Hannah haven't we I was saying I think there's something in the air at the moment with the number of dickheads we've had to deal with recently but yeah. I mean just <laughs> Hannah you've you've dealt with the fair sh- with the the bulk of them over the last few weeks but Again, it's that being underestimated and assuming because you are a nice person that they're going to be able to walk all over you. And then when you don't let them walk all over you, then they get nasty. Like you have betrayed some sort of trust because, hang on a minute, I thought you were going to be a pushover and now you're not. And they Mm. get really mad, don't they? Yeah, and I think as well, the whole notion that you can't be um yeah feminine uh, or not i'm going to stop using this word feminine that you can't be um you know soft or nice kind yeah. in the yeah. workplace without people thinking you're a pushover like it's aligning yes. typically masculine tendencies with what it takes to be successful in business and rather than us having yeah. to adapt to become more masculine we should be saying these are the you know the kind of softness kindness empathetic uh, capabilities that a lot of people see as feminine traits they should yeah. be valued just as high in business in the business world as aggression and tenacity and bolshiness because yeah. you know they are obviously as valuable and i think mm. the the fact that people think that if you're yeah. kind if you're nice if you're gentle if you're sweet you're a pushover it's just misogyny it is misogyny mm-hmm. and there's like no other way about it yeah it is it is and, and then the thing yeah, is well, i said so... to mike earlier go on go terry on. go on sorry <laughs> i was i said go to on. mike earlier that i'm quite sad that i feel like since i started business i've had to become less nice 
I've had to become a bit more of an asshole because mm. that seems to get me where I need to be quicker. And it sounds like it sounds ridiculous, but I like being nice. You know, there's mm. there's so much horrible things, so many horrible things in the world. I like being nice. I like being friendly. We should friendly. team up, Teddy, because I, like... I like being an arsehole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but you know what I mean, though? And it's something yeah. that, with the right people, gets me really far. Because I've had the right clients say, gosh, you're so patient. I'm going to come back to you again because you're really patient and you make me feel really calm and really at ease. And I feel like I can work alongside you and I'm not panicking and you, you, your demeanor has really put me at ease. And they're the kind of clients mm. that I go, this is why I'm like this, because that's the kind of person that I like to work with. And it's just naturally who I am. Like, I spend a lot of my time around animals and children. I'm never going to be a big, boisterous, you know, pushy person, because you can't do that when you're mm. dealing with people day to day without upsetting them. And I mm. feel like I have to put that on the back burner and go in guns blazing in order to prove that I'm not a pushover. It's really and interesting I, though, Terry, because on the flip side, when I had my eldest, Naya, she's nine, it was the first time I'd really come across, you know, lots of women in kind of baby groups and play groups and things like that. And I had to soften mm. myself and I didn't like it. So I oh, really? have this kind of, yeah, yeah, it really, it doesn't sit right with me that I have to kind of, become this like nicey mm. oh it's so sweet kind of person because that's not who I am um, and you're and so rubbish that, at it yeah. as well I'm fucking awful at like, it it's so when I, insincere I see Hannah go into these situations and she's always like oh you hope to see her like with other mums from school or something she's like oh hi are you all right you know how's the <laughs> training going and I can just see like it's killing her on the inside yeah. but I mean you're obviously quite good at it because nobody else can tell how insincere you be <laughs> you've just talked about it now for anyone right, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. all of her all of her friends now will be like oh my god she hates me well, she's good. so fake really is, uh, I'm like, yeah, so fake. yeah i am so fake um, but i have to be because i'm an absolute dickhead <laughs> um but yeah no i think i think I think that's the beauty of being in business yourself that you can say, I only want to work with these types of people because they're the yeah. sorts of people that, that, you know, I get the most out of and, and that I give them a successful campaign or whatever yeah. because, you know, I work well with them, I gel with them. And that's a privilege yeah, exactly. that we have. And it's a shame that I'm coming across more and more people that I think I'm going to work really well with until I tell them no until yeah. i'm sorry i can't make that deadline i've got prior commitments until oh i'm sorry no i can't hold that date for you without a deposit and then all of a sudden it's where is this coming from we had such a great relationship and now you're you know you're being so difficult it's like i'm not being difficult yeah. at all i'm enforcing my terms and conditions i'm a businesswoman like where would i be if i just didn't do that <laughs> i wonder if men are often told that they're difficult when they enforce their no, terms and conditions. no not at all my i sign up emails from mike because it just gets things done yeah. and we, we do the same thing at grow traffic That's we so we've bad. sent dally in when we've had a particularly arsey yeah. client who was you know hannah and i have tried to ration ration reason with him and we've not got anywhere we're just like you know just send dally in and we and he gets a completely yeah. different response to what we get yeah. every single time i do think when we're talking kind of generally about the workplace you know yeah we're in quite privileged positions as well aren't we because we're you know we we run our own businesses now all four of us um but you know traditionally 
traditionally speaking, the women would have been in slightly lower, um, mm. you know, lower, lower ranking jobs, if you like. So they would have been like the HR people and they would yeah. have been the admin people. They would have been your first port of call. And the people at the top would have been the men. And, you know, the, the old thing was, you know, they were the ones making the hard decisions. So they didn't yeah. have room to be, uh, you know, soft. But I mean, I've, I've been doing a, a leadership course recently, which I've found really, really useful, actually. And a lot of that is teaching us to listen, um, teaching us to not, you know, leap in with our suggestions of how to make things better, but actually just sit back and listen to what people are telling us. Um, and she was saying, the woman who, who facilitates it was saying that the first cohort was was women. So she's run the course, she's done it, you know, and, and everybody took a lot away from it. The first time she ran it with men, all of them have come at different points and said, this is rubbish, you know, I don't need to do this or, you know, well, I don't feel this is relevant to me. And she's had to go back and have an individual conversation with each of them and say, what don't you think you're getting from this? And they've said, you know, well, I don't like this bit. And, and when she's unpicked it, it's just that they've balked at that, you know, that having to listen and having to yeah. do that self-reflection and, and not defend themselves and not come back with yeah. their point of view and and she said yeah. it was, it's been really interesting seeing how differently men and women have reacted to this exactly the same content exactly the same leadership course so i do so you know so they've voluntarily yeah. gone on a course that they've paid for and then they're telling the course leader that they that like you know she's doing it wrong and they don't yeah do yeah it. They, they don't what? need it they don't need it yeah exactly exactly yeah and she said, yeah, and it's, it's men. Yeah, oh man, the audacity. But she should really let a man, just as an experiment, get a man to run the exact same course to men and yeah. see what they come back with. Yeah. I bet they wouldn't argue with it. Yeah. <laughs> or him, shall yeah. I say. <laughs> Mm, it is. I mean, and, and yeah, so it's it's really interesting, isn't it? You know, we, we, we try and put these kind of systems in place of how are we going to bring those feminine qualities in. But obviously we're dealing mm -hmm. with, with generations of patriarchy, aren't we? So it's not just going to be that easy. Um, I would like to just move us on a little bit. Time is marching on. Time is marching, time is marching on. on. Ding, um, ding, 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 ding. Ding, ding, ding. Um, I did say it at the dance. top. Yeah, I did say at the top that it wasn't, you know, we're not just talking about clothing here. We're talking no. about mannerisms we're talking about even down to like accessories your glasses and your hairband and and also the way that you will approach a situation and empathy and things like that yeah. um you know how how are we going to reach a situation do you think where we're going to um, allow these more positive influences to come into the workplace i think it's a case of we're not asking for permission like we are bringing these things into the workplace like it or lump it you don't like it work with somebody else then like I'm not mm -hmm. I'm not gonna ask permission to be who I am and who I've always been in my own business like are you kidding me this is my business I'm not asking mm -hmm. somebody else how I should be behaving here like if you don't like who I because it's like you know somebody might just not gel with me and that's fine and there are other people who I wouldn't gel with and I wouldn't work with but they're not going to ask me for permission to behave that way they're just going to move on to somebody that that works with them and I think it's about boldly saying well th this is this is happening now so mm. you know get over it I was reading a very interesting article before as I say you know I do do a little bit of research occasionally um and and it was a it was a really interesting point actually they were asking that the question the, the the title of the article was can I be feminine in the workplace um and they were saying that 
there may be a cultural element to this that, that we haven't really considered. You know, as Hannah, as you were saying, in terms of sort of white Western women, we had the sort of Margaret Thatcher image in the 80s of the power dressing and what have you. Um, and, and women's, white women's clothing, attire and attitudes and stuff have gone on a sort of gentle journey in one direction since, since the 80s, where we have been allowed to become less kind of power dressy and a little bit more feminine. But when you look at, uh, for example, Indian women in the, in the workplace in India, you know, women who dress in more traditional clothing, other cultures, you know, in the Caribbean, for example, or Africa, where they have the, the headdresses and they have the fabulous earrings and all the rest of it. And um, actually their clothing that, you know, they have a very, very feminine style and they've always been accepted. Now, that's not to say that they are not subject to racism because they naturally, you know, of course, they're then subject to the to the, the inherent racism that, that they would. But actually their femininity hasn't been as much in question and they've kind of been allowed to be um, a little bit more feminine than than otherwise i think that's quite an interesting aspect isn't it what's interesting i wonder if it's if it's being allowed to be more feminine or if it's apathy because you know oh well like the racism takes or the xenophobia mm. or whatever takes precedent so it's well you know that's what they do so i'm going to focus on yeah. these people um but it's interesting though because even you know femininity if you're too feminine you know, you're too girly, you're underestimated. I like to dress fairly masculine, although someone the other day told me that I like to dress like a Victorian school mom, which I think has pretty much hit the nail on the head for me. Um, <laughs> hashtag goals. And um, I think, you know, I you know, I like collars and I like big boots and I, you know, I wear earrings, but that's probably as much feminine as I go. And I've been accused of being too masculine at work. And, you know, it's what, like, you can't bloody win. You're either too you feminine or you too, what, what do you want us to do? And do you know what? One day to the next, I could wear something completely different as well. Like, I don't think, I'm not sat here saying, I'm going to wear a flowery dress and you can't stop me. Because one day I might wear a power suit. And I think it's about just saying, like, just, just do you do you and let people you do, do them. Mm -hmm. And just stop finding reasons to just dismiss them. And unfortunately, women mm. do get that a lot more than men do. And I think nine times out of ten, when I've had somebody come up against me, it is because of something that is inherently feminine or gentle or soft. I think if I if I did go in a bit more abrasive, dressed, you know, in a full-on power suit, I probably wouldn't get the same pushback that I get when I'm in a floaty dress and dolly shoes and that. Well, no. I don't know, Terry, but you say that, but then, you know, there have been instances of, you know, I mean, women as women, we're damned if we do and damned if we don't, aren't we? And and the, there have been instances where women are then condemned for trying too hard. You know, yeah. it, it, I mean, Margaret Thatcher, you know, you know, we, none of us are her biggest fans on here, are we? But, you know, when she took that voice training to lower her voice to to get her to speak in a lower register so that she could be understood and be less shrill um she was really criticized for that i mean it, it essentially worked but but people were like oh now she's trying too hard you know why doesn't she just keep her handbag and all the rest of it so the, there is an element of you know like i say damn, damned if we do and damned if we don't we can't win there? no yeah, we, we can't win. cannot win when I was a no, teacher, I, I would never shout because I didn't want to appear shrill or hysterical. 
so yes. I would never shout. You can't show emotion. You no. can't get angry because it's like, well, just come back and we'll talk about it when you've come calmed on, down. Darling, you must be on your period. Calm down. Calm well, down. this, I mean, this is a very good thing because, and and there is, the, there's two elements to this. So there's the kind of history of the woman as the, as the shrew. Uh, and, you know, I mean, it was only, when was it? 2000 and... 16, 17 or whatever, where that, that MP told the woman in Parliament to calm down, dear. Um, you know, and that was MP Maggie? was David Cameron. I was just going to say it was David Cameron, Prime Minister. Wasn't it? It was Prime Minister. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was. Um, and, you know, th this this kind of image of the, the woman as the harridan, as the shrinking, yeah. hysterical woman. Hysterical, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that is a stereotype that we're always, and, and I'm conscious of this, and the thing about, the, the 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 trouble with this is the more somebody accuses you of that the more wound yes. up and you're like no i'm not no i'm not no i'm not and then you yeah. are, you? and you're in one of those catch 22 situations that you can't win but there's also something very classist about this as well isn't there there's very there's a real and i think particularly in the uk there's a real class undertone with this that um yeah. you know if you are not the the composed um calm educated you know woman the the aristocratic kind of dulcet tones you know you, you're just a like I say you're a housewife you're a hussy you're a shrew you're a fishwife and you're fish screeching wife, yeah. and all the rest of it so there's a real there's a there's a lot of kind of uh, a lot of undertones to to the to the abuse that goes on here aren't there yeah yeah and it's so, so it's so subtle and we 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 try our best to avoid it and i think that's the sad thing like we preempt this criticism by holding back natural parts of ourselves mm -hmm. because we just know it's not worth it it's not worth doing the things we want to do and behaving the way we want to behave because somebody's going to have an issue with it and it's going to be manipulated so that it's all our fault anyway and we should never have done all of these things we did because we got the man angry and that's that and it's mm -hmm. like, well, so we, we just don't even bother. And I think it's there are sad, really. so many occasions where I, I will type out an email response and then I will delete the email response. Yes. But it's just like, you know, just no response is better than oh, the fucking hell, Rachel. response I was going to get. I have mopped up so many of your angry emails. If you could do that to more emails, that would be really good for me, thanks. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but you, you reached the same point, to be fair. Um, Joe, have you ever um, have you ever modified your behaviour or kept quiet for the sake of not appearing like a shrew? Hmm. I, have I been accused of being like a shrew? Hmm. I'm really struggling with that one, actually. Um, yeah. Would you ever cry I mean, at work? Would you ever cry at work? What, in front of people? Yeah. I think I've, I, I very much didn't want to be that person. I've definitely shown a lot of vulnerabilities. As a senior leader and a t leading a team of women, I felt a huge responsibility to, to, to role model what a leader could be because um, I felt like I'd had bad role models. So that did include empathy, showing a lot, using emotional intelligence a lot, you know, and having that openness and, and, and holding space. So yeah, probably in my more junior 
times. I'm sure there was some, you know, definitely some moments. Um, but also I wouldn't judge anyone in, in my team yeah. if that if that happened you know and yeah actually no i think i think in a particular time i sat and blood quite openly actually in a couple of one-to-ones for emotional reasons but yeah but I, I feel that i feel again i feel very privileged because of the situation that i was in it was it was a different energy um i wasn't I'm not saying it was always perfect but i i feel proud that i i feel i did bring because we keep using the term feminine energy my femininity to it i embraced it and i feel that it helped create an environment for a team of women to embrace whatever they wanted to embrace about themselves. We didn't have perfectionness as such. <laughs> but that's really interesting though, because you, you've, you've consciously made that decision to create that sort of environment. And it sounds like you did it and you were really successful at it, but that was an actual conscious decision that you knew you all, you worked with a team of women, you wanted to be a different kind of leader and you allowed that femininity to come into it. And you allowed, you know, like you say, to, to show emotion and to have some emotional maturity. So I think that's that's really good. But it, just by the fact that you say you made a conscious decision to do that shows that, it, well, as you said yourself, it wasn't done to you, was it? That was not the mm. example you were given. Was your, was your, oh. Were your leaders before, were they female or were they male? Nearly all female. Yeah, I think okay. there was definitely the more more seniors, usually the CEOs or the MDs tended to be male, but we did have female CEOs as well. But it was mainly, you know, women. But I think also I'd been nurtured at work in a way that I was told, you know, the soft skills that I had, as they're referred to, they liked that a lot about me. So you've got my hard, hard skills and my people skills. Um, so I was encouraged. And I was like, well, that is, that one, that's, a strength so yes. I'm going to capitalize on that strength it must be working because I keep getting promoted and they keep saying they like so I'm just going to continue to embrace that type of leadership that type of you know because that was fundamentally me you know you I, think I, I as well. different. sorry mm. yeah do you, do you think as well so because realistically speaking we are only we're perhaps the second or third generation of women that are becoming leaders. If we think about, you know, the generation up from you, so the ones that will have been leaders who were your leaders, Joe, and, you know, who mm -hmm. I worked with when I was at the NHS and things, they had very much come up in the 80s and 90s where they were up against men. They had to be double hard in order to get promoted and get to the positions they yeah. were. They they weren't able, you know, they, they passed on to us the baton of being able to be female leaders, but they did not have the skills yeah. or the equipment to be feminine leaders. So in a way, it is kind of our responsibility to pick that up and say, all right, thank you. You know, you've allowed yeah, us to be leaders. That's true. Now let's make a feminine leader and pass that on to the next generation. Because realistically, like, we've only had 30 years. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Like we've we've got a space at the board table now. Um, you yeah. know, well, in, in some places, obviously there's still a lot of work to go. And now I think we do need to make business more accepting to feminine to to females and femininity rather than changing what it means to be female definitely mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah i think that's such a good point i hadn't even considered that but we're kind of the ones that need to be the people ha having these conversations and opening this up like I i've hid at work in the bathroom before to cry because you just don't mm -hmm. want to be seen to cry and sometimes yeah. it's just a pure like that's how i express frustration 
like yeah. I, I can't help it I'm a crier I get so yeah. overwhelmed and frustrated I cry and mm-hmm. and then when you're trying to explain somebody like these are the reasons you've made me mad and you're explaining those reasons through tears they're like yes. oh go go calm down and we'll come back yeah. and talk yeah. about yeah. it and I'm like Are no I'm be? not sad I'm angry I'm just yeah. crying yeah. <laughs> yeah I think maybe we need to make it more normalized to have a shouty rant through your tears because I cry when I'm frustrated yeah. um, or you know just just any build-up of any emotion yeah. like even happy or you know frightened or whatever I cry and I think maybe we need to make that more acceptable yeah I must admit just hearing I mean I did I I, I used to cry quite easily but I did I really worked at it because I didn't like that way that you couldn't express yourself because of the snot and the tears, you know, yes. <laughs> you know, so I know that was something as well. And it maybe that might, might, for me, maybe that was just, I don't know, an, an emotional maturity, you know, I definitely would, you know, cry in the lose, but I, I did definitely feel that I was lacking in power if in that situation I was crying. So that's something yeah. I consciously worked on mm. to manage yeah I do think as well there's something about a kind of male energy is very I'm conscious of the time we are gonna have to wrap it up but you know male energy when I when I've argued with men in a work setting they've been very very bullish and they come out of things and they just keep Mm. talking and getting louder and shouting and in that space you know I, I you can't by by just keep on going and getting louder it just escalates and escalates so my tendency is to just be very quiet and not respond mm. and I'll go into my shell. And actually what we also need to provide is space for people to then come back because when mm. you you kind of, you're like, I can't speak, I can't escalate this, so I'll go away. And then they think that's it, that's conversation over. You know, I've won, there we go, all sorted. Let's never speak about this again. And actually what you need is a space for that to as I say each party to calm down and then come back together and talk about it again and say actually that that wasn't over you just yeah. didn't need me to speak um, and yeah. I think that's quite a feminine trait I've, I've spoken to a lot of women who've felt that same thing so again it's, it's it is about enabling emotion to come into it but it's also about um, enabling those different types of communication and accepting yeah. that people need to be able to communicate in different ways and we've got to provide a space for all of those to be as valid as as, as shouting yeah. and getting caught. And that doesn't need to be gendered. That doesn't need to be no, gendered. No, no, no. There's a lot of way, you know, the, it's not just in terms of, of conflict, but just the way that individuals take on information, you know, whether you're a reflector, you know, when you're in a, a group and you've got all the extroverts mm. all shouting, it doesn't mean yeah. the introverts haven't got ideas. They just can't get a word in edgeways. So mm. I think, again, yeah. it's it's... If you're in that position, yeah, you you've, got, you've got a team. You've got to go away and think about it. And yeah. Then come back. Like, yeah. If you're I'm a leader, is, 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 hold, is creating space for all types of how individuals want to work, regardless of yeah. gender or whatever. And yeah. I, that was another thing I was very conscious of because we are definitely in our workplace had a different culture. It's like who shouts the loudest and puts hands up first is the one who gets, gets on yeah. in life. Whereas, and I could almost say I'm much more on that camp, but, you know, being a, a, a really good leader who, again, uses emotional intelligence is recognizing that everyone needs a different type of, of way to be handled. So yeah. holding brainstorming or holding meetings like that is always allowing space. It's like, OK, we're going to break, break away from this. Let's pick this up another time. 
um, yes. to allow those people to reflect and come back. And I think in those situations of conflict, if it is in your, you know, naturally you sort of sit back and go into yourself, you know, and you're like, oh, you think afterwards, I wish I'd said this, I wish I'd said that. There's always an opportunity that you can take control in that situation, say, you know, and stop it. Like, I don't think this is progressing anything. How about we talk about this? Let's set up a time tomorrow and just shut it down, take control and mm -hmm. set up a time when you know yeah. you're in, a, in a, a more emotionally strong place or just had time to gather your thoughts yeah. or, or to go and cry in the lose. Yeah, and, absolutely. Because yeah. I, I, yeah. I can't get and, my and that's, that's exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's exactly the thing as well that uh, that we we mentioned, you know, when we said at the beginning that I wanted to finish on, you know, we're, we are talking about this in terms of gender, masculine and feminine. And the reason that we are talking about it in those ways is because there isn't any other language for those mm. traits. It's a shorthand. People understand it. You know, it, we are. Yes, we're talking about gender stereotypes, but there's a reason as to why those things have been seen as traditionally masculine and traditionally feminine. And when we talk about picking this baton up and allowing more femininity into the workplace, actually, what we're doing there is we're looking forward to a more, um, a more mixed, a more um, yeah. you know, non-binary kind of workplace. And and it's yeah. absolutely allowing people of all different genders all different sexualities all different personality types um you know that by just by bringing that femininity in inverted commas yeah. into the workplace we are allowing yeah. space for all of those different types of people and not just yeah. the alpha male you know your yeah. traditional 1980s stockbroker type man um to to, to dominate in the workplace because that's our yeah. modern workplaces going it forward is. have got to and i bet there's there's men out there or people that don't identify as female that are putting on this alpha sort of and and they're probably not not that way either i bet a lot yeah. of like yeah. the men or male identifying people that we speak to present themselves as really aggressive and are putting that on as well and i bet they'd rather mm. have a bit more sensitivity Definitely. in the world absolutely yeah, yeah yeah there we go toxic masculinity we're back to that one there we go. I am going to end it there because we've we've gone massively over time. So Ooh. thank you to all of you. Um, Joe, any final words? Um, I think I've spoken enough, haven't I? But um, <laughs> just be yourself. <laughs> be yourself. Yeah. Perfect. That'll do. Terry, final piece of advice from you, or final thought? Oh, final thought. Just wear what you want to wear. Be what you want to be, and don't ask permission and don't apologize. Yeah, Excellent. don't ask permission, Anna? don't apologise. Yeah, just to echo what those two have said, just do you and don't apologise for it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, I, I agree with all of those things. And I think as well, you know, uh, when we've, uh, Hannah made the point before, you know, it, it's fine to be feminine if you are a girly girl. It's also fine to not be feminine if you're yeah. not a girly girl. And that's all right. Um, and if you are Hannah's friend and you're watching, um, she does like you really. You, depends fine, which one me. depends yeah depends <laughs> brilliant thank you very much all of you that was really really good um uh, very shortly if you're watching on um the facebook group 
If you would like to leave us a comment, please do. We will see it and we will always respond to you. If you are watching it on YouTube, head over to the Facebook group because there you can actually join in the conversation. And if you are listening on the podcast, uh, please tell everybody, like and subscribe and also leave us a comment. Uh, again, we will still read it and we are always looking at ways to improve. So they genuinely do help us get better because mm. we're still very new to all this podcasting lark. Um, we will be back in two weeks. Absolutely no idea what the hell we're talking about. Um, but in the meantime, come and find us on Facebook and chat. That's it. We have to wave now, girls. Ready? Bye. 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 <laughs>